Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and Army veteran. I'd like to introduce my co-host. He's a Christian, devoted husband, and father, and football coach. What's going on, Jason? Good morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Uh, Alan, how are you? Uh, Josh, good morning. God bless you. And uh, yeah, there it is. Getting ready for the... We got a playoff game today. All so. right, man. We'll pray for uh, the kids to be safe, man. So, all right. So, um... And uh, if you want out, this is um, going to be an amazing show for you guys. I was listening to Jaronism, and this gentleman was debating, doing an amazing job. And uh, I just love what he was bringing to the table. So, uh, Alan, um, can you please shout out your uh, YouTube and if you have Instagram or anything like that so people know where to find you? Yeah, my YouTube channel is at space underscore audits. <clears throat> and you, pretty much all other social media websites are very similar. So you can find the you can find the link there. I have a Twitter or x.com, whatever it is, and um, it's the same URL. And I have a Telegram, same URL. Perfect. Yeah, dude, definitely. So yeah, you were crushing it on there, man. And I was just I was just loving what you were going over. So first off, I, I like like you were going over before we we started. Can you please go into your testimony and what brought you to, uh, first of all, being a truther, and then believe you know also believing in in the the Earth being flat. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, you know, 9-11 had a huge impact on my life. Um, it, it, you know, it popped off at what I think I was in seventh or eighth grade at the time. You know, they brought the TVs in. We all saw the horrible, you know, f footage and all that. And it just, from that, I was like, you know, completely sold on like government narratives and, you know, safety at all costs. You know, you got to keep a close eye on those Muslims because they, <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> you know, they, they have AKs and they live in caves and they're going to take our freedom, all that kind of stuff. I was like, you know, you got to be super, you know. I was totally bought into it. And, um, and, uh, I came across this, uh, th this, uh, this website that I used to uh, go to when I was a kid, it was like a satire website. This guy would write these extreme satire articles and he did this piece on, uh, on nine 11, some, like some conspiracy video called, uh, can't remember the name of it. It's the, it's the famous one that everyone always references from back in the day, the, uh, loose change or something like that. So, um, he wrote this like, you know, article on that. And I was like, wow, that's crazy that people think that 9-11 was a conspiracy. Like, how dare they? You know, I had that whole mindset. I was like, that's so ridiculous. And then the uh, the Loose Change video popped up on my YouTube. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to watch this, you know, or whatever. So I, I watched it. And it wasn't at all what the guy wrote about. Like, you know, it was completely different. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. Uh, I was like, oh, snap. Um you know, this is, this is, uh, th this isn't good. <laughs> so that kind of freaked me out. And, uh, and, and a, so a much safer topic to look into was, uh, was the moon landing. So like tangentially, I started looking into that at the same time because when I was younger, somebody had put a bug in my ear about, you know, that that was, that there was a situation going on with that. And I was like, no way. And then like this whole new Avenue opened up when I realized that you could question narratives and things weren't what, the, you know, weren't what they seemed and like, you know, come to terms with that. It was like a whole, a whole process because you don't know that that's even an option right either like you know it's like i, I we're kind of used to it now we're kind of desensitized to it when we find out about a new op we're like oh yeah of course yeah they're doing the thing again you know it's not it's not it's nothing you know it's a it's a monday right <laughs> you know it's, does the day end in why right so <laughs> it ain't it ain't nothing to us anymore but like we so we kind of forget that like there was a whole process to waking up where we were like like what the heck is this like it was very frightening you know it was and a lot of us went through it alone so it was uh you know you were uh what's it called like kind of 
ostracized or uh, isolated, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, we, you know, we present stuff to people and we're like, guys, don't you see it yet? And they're like, no, no, of course not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, cause they haven't been through, they yes. don't know that it's, that it's possible. Right. So it's, there's uh, like some like, layers, you know, there's like some layers to this. You have to go through. Like I said, like a lot of people start out with nine 11 and then it's like, once you start finding out like levels and like, it's almost like a pyramid you go through. And then once you go through it and you start digging and digging and digging, you're just, you're, yeah, that's man. very true, man. It does take a little bit. You can't just slap someone in the face with like flat earth right away. You know what I mean? Like you got to hit them with just levels like nine eleven. you know, basically <laughs> yeah. Illuminati, you know, black nobility running the year and all, all this, the, the whatever, the Vatican, all these different things you start digging into. And then people are just, it takes a lot of, um, like you said, man, it takes a lot before they can actually, I think, I think before they can accept the, the flat earth because they haven't done any, if they haven't done any research at all, you know, it's very tough to to just hit him with that. But yeah, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Well, well uh, 9-11 kind of backfired on them too, because it, it woke a lot of people up. It started seeing like, hey, maybe this, this is more to this type of stuff. Maybe it's not, maybe Tower 7 didn't, <laughs> maybe yeah, it didn't maybe fall the... by itself. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yep. a, a plane, you know, maybe it was an explosion. Maybe it's it just like you, people started digging out and then you started getting, you started meeting more people like that too. Because when I started digging deep into it, I started meeting a lot of other people that are like, hey, man, did you see this? Did you see that? Do you, do you believe that? I was like, no, I don't believe anything in it like that because I kind of started to stay away from it because the, that stuff is like fear porn. It just makes you scared and yeah, drives fear into the heart of people. So it's uh, it's mostly, most of it is all lies. You know, it's it's all about money and who uh, <laughs> who benefits from what. And it's it's the hell, what is it? The hell again, the hell again. I the Gillian dialect. It's like they're they're already twenty five moves ahead, and we're still like, yeah, we're just waking up. Is Osama bin Is yeah, got Osama bin Laden. That's great. It's like, dude, he's not sending He's not sending a You pinpoint one race or a certain type of people or whatever. It's just like you start, and then yeah, yeah, you get like racially, you know, profiled or whatever. You're like, hey, man, like, is this guy a terrorist? Is you sit on a plane? You're like. He's not even from, he's like from India or something like he's not even from yeah, Afghanistan yeah. or, or yeah. any of these places they supposedly, yeah, it's, it is yeah. terrible, man. And it's that must terrible. have been so, terrible for them, but yeah, keep going, Alan. That's yeah. This is definitely on track of what we've been through too, man. Yeah, man. So, um, so, you know, as I started going through that process, you know, I started looking at the moon landing because before I got into flat earth and all that and like critiquing science and, and like really examining and everything and going back to what I, you know, thought I knew. I was, uh, you know, I didn't have any room for spirituality. I replaced all that with globular science and, and all that stuff. So I was super into, you know, planets and all that. So I started looking into the moon landing because that was always like a, uh, you know, I, I always thought space travel was like the coolest thing ever. I was, I was just sure that they were going to, you know, use a black hole to, you know, gravi to, to gravitationally slingshot around and all this stuff, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, so so looking into the moon landing, uh, I came to the conclusion that, yeah, there was no way that that was possible. Um, so and that was like a two year battle because, you know, I really liked the moon landing, man. I really wanted space <laughs> and uh, I, I gave it I gave it the benefit of the doubt, I, you know, more than enough. Right. It's like how many times do I need to catch you cheating on me <laughs> before we break it <laughs> off or whatever. Right. So. Um, so I finally ended that relationship with the moon. And then uh, right around that time, some flat earth videos had popped up. And one of them was, uh, I saw Dave Weiss on like tinfoil hat and he was mm. doing his presentation and he was like, okay, we'll put everything in a, in, you know, three, three baskets. 
it works on a globe it works on a flat earth or it works on both and like nothing really nothing went in the globe and you know i was like i wasn't like you know dishonest about it like because that's the thing it's like you could you can make things globe globally exclusive but if you really think about it okay no like you know not not everything that that you think originally is uh mutually exclusive to a globe so i was like i was like dang he's thinking he's making too much sense this is a problem i was like is this gonna be another thing i have to now now look into and like that was kind of the journey so i just kind of like started you know consuming content and then so what i would do is i would uh i would watch you know flat earth videos and then i would watch the debunk videos because at this time you could still kind of find a mix match between with the algorithm so it wasn't super hard to uh to find the flat earth stuff really and uh so i would just kind of compare contrast and then i was like uh so after after like a couple years of that i was like pretty confident that it was definitely flat you know i told a couple of my friends and they were like yeah you're you're retarded <laughs> you know i was like okay well <laughs> and that you, sucks <laughs> your friends were probably like in the same camp as you as, as being probably super intelligent and smart i would think because you were telling me before that that yeah. you were uh yeah that 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 was like your your spirituality is just like digging into space and all that stuff so were all those people like all totally sold on that and not like truthers whatsoever or some of them maybe a little bit truthers so, in there so a couple of my buddies are like aware of like certain things but they're not willing to go down yeah they're not willing one. they're not willing to go down <laughs> that far uh, but like some of them are aware of 9-11 it. though and like yeah and i'm like i'm like bro but like just think about just that like just <laughs> like like just expand on that a little bit because but you know they don't they, there's a lot that comes with it because it's life-changing man once you realize the deception like you really can't you know you're like it's a you have a completely different outlook on this place and you know that there's you know that there's a purpose like without you know you know anyway i'll get into that yeah, um tor- yeah. towards the end there Go but on. um so let's see here where were we at moon landing dave weiss and uh yeah so so uh so i had gathered up you know my uh my my big questions and my big you know things that i thought were um you know why we're definitely flat so i i found a a youtube channel um shout out to my buddy i can science that um who's he he uh he his whole his thing is that he wants to bridge the gap between flat earthers and uh mainstream you know science and education because he thinks that that flat earthers is just like a uh, an educational gap situation which Mm -hmm. is you know cool because he's you know mainstream academic or whatever he's a nice guy total total sweetheart so is you know not 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 uh, malicious or or anything Uh, but anyway so i came across this channel i was like all right i'm gonna hit this guy up and and ask you know do the flat you know do the whole gambit and see what is the, that, what is the, that gentleman a flat earther or is he a, that gentleman no, no, he's just no, 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 he's a mainstream globe proponent. Okay. Like, he'll, okay. They, they, there's so some, I, I, bro. And there's some yeah. nice, there's some nice people on that. And, and, and dude, yeah. it's like, there's some really good people on that side too. I've, I've, I've listened and dude, it, the best way to do it is the way you were saying dude, is where you, you study both sides and you make sure that you get both uh, avenues and you don't just, just like dive into flat earth only. And then like stick your head into that. You know, you got to yep. make sure you, you, you do check both sides. And I really respect you for doing that for sure. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And then so, so I would go on his, uh, he would, he, he would do streams or like live streams of it. So he would be like, you want to do a stream? And uh, so I would go on and we would talk flat earth and and I would ask him questions and stuff. And just like, cause I wanted the best possible answer. Cause you know, Joey YouTube is just some guy, right? Like I wanted the best possible, uh, you know, academic level of uh, explanation for these questions, right? Cause you know, 
and it was super lackluster i was like oh no <laughs> like these like these are you know like it's definitely not good for the globe you know like a, there's a lot of ambiguity there to say the least you know so so i was like pretty you know i was pretty sold at that point i was like i was like if i can talk to a guy that knows all the material and this is the best answers that they can provide i'm like you know that's not that's not good enough you know because it was like what's the evidence you know not anyway yeah um, well dude you you listen i mean to be honest bro because i what i do is i listen to debate after debate after debate because and and there is the best from both sides in these debates it's not like uh it's not like uh flat earth comes in and 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 then globe just smashes them that's not what's happening bro it's like Dude, they're amazing debates. Like when you debated, for example, it was great. And and I, I always hear Witsit go on and debate. And dude, dude, it's dude, he like, crushes. Dude, yeah, it got bro. so it got it got so crazy watching Witsit crush everyone. I was like, dang. I was like, is there is there one? Can't there just be one guy that's good at the globe? Like, is there a, is there a globe Witsit? And it's like the best globe Witsit is just a guy that just says, nah. I read a paper that, or I Google, I quickly Googled a paper that says your paper is retarded. It's yeah. like okay, yeah. okay, dude, cool. Like it's, it's that's... crazy, bro. <laughs> it's because it's hard for people to wrap their head around something that they've been taught for so long. Yeah, that uh, it's yeah, like it's like it's they're under a spell or something. And and when they when you start to really research it, you're like, you know what? Wow, that's that's interesting, and it does sound right because everyone looks at the at, at the flatter like, oh, it's flat, like completely flat, and it just <laughs> hovers in space like a pizza. It's like no, there is no space. <laughs> There, it, all the old maps back in the day, they all they're old old maps. This is way before the the globe started coming out. It's all an ice ring around the whole thing, yep. and there's more land outside of, of of this land. And and even General Bird, if you, if you go or Admiral uh, Bird, Admiral Bird, you, you listen, he's a decorated officer, and he's like, hey, dude, there's stuff out there that you guys don't even know about, and Excellent you know, land. it's coming. Basically, you know, don't 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 think it's not don't think it's not true. There's nothing. It's like the most smartest people back then in the, in, in, in pre way previous, way, way back then all thought the earth was flat. Not you're going to fall off the end. It's just, it's just there. It, yeah. it just keeps going on and on and on. And like, like uh, Dave Weiss says, extraterrestrial doesn't mean outer space from another planet. It means extra land, which is extra territory. So, and this thing where you, you get from like the sun and the moon, like you get the sun shining off the moon and it's reflections of the, it's like, no, dude, the moon, it's, it's like, it's, it's in the firmament and it, it goes around like this. I try to explain it to people like it is, it is round. Yes. But it's like a fishbowl more like it. It's not, circle. it's not, yeah, it's a circle. And, and my buddy's like, well, in the Bible, it says it's a sphere and a sphere is three dimensional. I said, look, uh, there is no word for that. There was no word for that back in the day. There was, they didn't have a word for sphere because nobody thought there was, it was a sphere. This they put it as a sphere. So they only like, had a word for, for ball. Yeah. 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 yeah and it says like it's foundations. You don't build a foundation on a round. It has to be flat. Yeah. And it's, and it says in the Bible, I made this immovable and the foundations of everything. And if you, if you think about it in people's dreams, like uh, in Nebuchadnezzar's dream, the tree that was so big, he could see the ends of the earth, the Daniel ends of four, it. Daniel 4 1. Yeah. Ends of it. So that means there is an end of it, not just it, it's. And, and, and he, he goes, I, I get an arguments too with my buddy. Uh, and he's like, well, what about if you flew around the equator, right? You should, you should, <laughs> uh, 
if you threw around the equator, you shouldn't hit any ice. I was like, dude, who the heck flew around the equator? You tell me one person, maybe Amelia Earhart that tried it, she she's so disappeared. You're you're speaking of north to south, right? You're not speaking. Well, I'm just of saying, like, that's what he said. So if he if he goes, if you flew around the equator, like they they'd say that there is, you should be hitting ice. I said, Yeah, oh. you'll any direction you go, you're gonna hit well if you hit go- the ice wall. Anyway, no. any direction you go south, you would hit the if you go north to south, that's different than going like the equator. Because on a flat earth, you could do the same thing. I know, uh, but I'm he's sure saying Alan like could, Alan could explain he's that. just saying it like that because he thinks there's still a globe, but I'm uh, and it's still I said no, dude. You're, <laughs> yeah. I said no one is gonna fl- no one's gonna fly that far because first of all, the only person that tried to do that, she's gone. She well, disappeared in the Bermuda. She never she went. Did. She never went north to south. That's the thing. She, she I'm was, not saying north to south, I'm saying that she went she's trying to say that they went around she went around the equator. Which yeah. would be going around the world, but yeah, not like Alan, that. You, you Alan could probably talk about that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, bro. Yeah, so uh, equatorial circumnavigation wouldn't prove uh, a globe or a plane either way. Do you, yeah. Well, what, what, what would prove it if you could um, track the the movement? So on a globe, they say if you would have to go completely straight, and then on a on a flat Earth or you know on a disc or whatever, you would have to keep turning so yeah but the uh you know it's such a big circumference i mean yeah i don't know how you would either tell either way honestly so well, yeah. also also the flight plans like people when they take flights it's like weird that they, if they have to take emergency landing there's some spots like why would you fly from this spot all the way over to here and then over to there yeah. there's there's it's not doesn't make it doesn't make any sense if, if you're gonna if you're gonna leave la you know, and go to, uh, go to, uh, I don't know, uh, Russia, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they, they take like 10 different spots. It's like, dude, you're not, there's no reason to go that way. Just if it's, yeah. if it's a globe, you just go fastest way to a spot is point like a straight line, not, not yeah. stopping off going somewhere else. It's like, it's, it's, it's just weird. It's, 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 it's very weird. I think it's just it's more like perception. Like people think it's, Oh, there's curvature. There is curvature. It's like, no, there's not curvature. It's just mountains, dude. There's it's just if he goes, Well, how come I can't? If I took a telescope, people ask, Well, if I took a telescope, if I should be able to see China. So I should be able to see China. I said, dude, your eyes won't be able to see that far, bro. I'm sorry. It's not which friend are we talking about? Because def I should probably definitely talk. I got a lot of friends. No, I got a lot of friends. Oh, my my boy Corey at work. He he uh, okay, yeah. He's pretty he's pretty smart kid, dude. He's a smart guy, but he He's he's into that. He's like science doesn't say. I said science, bro. Science <laughs> is a theory and a hypothesis, and you got to prove it. I was like, have you ever seen pictures from space? He's like, yeah. I said, where? Show me. Show me a picture of the whole Earth, or what? Like Josh said, show me a a, a guy water skiing upside down in Australia, and I'll get <laughs> upside down, and I'll give you a million dollars. I'll find a way to. I'll rob a bank and give it to you. I don't care. But you cannot prove that. The, yeah. the every every picture that you see. Is always like just a horizon of of basically of the Earth or or and they're like oh well what about Jupiter what about Mars <laughs> I was like have you ever seen it have you ever seen Mars he's like well they show they, they show a telescope and go go show me the telescope bro go to the Vatican put your eye in that Lucifer <laughs> that Lucifer uh, telescope. telescope and all you're gonna see is a blurry little uh, a blurry little dot out there that's it a blurry dot it's like <laughs> sucker sucker yeah. dude well. That's the that's the good thing about Alan is he could he could do like if you want to get into maybe Alan some stuff like uh, that you you've researched about like uh, you know like the science aspect you know like has science ever proven like the the thousand mile an hour rotation of the earth stuff like that I think that'd be awesome if you can get into that yeah so let's see here 
That way we can that way we can deflect the people like the Corey talking about how science has proven this, science has proven that, which uh this is the kind type of stuff that I like to that I like you going over, dude, because people seem to think that everything's already been proven and it's already like a it's already a wrapped up debate, but it's actually not, dude. You know, it's already wrapped up. Exactly, yeah, that's dude. what they exactly. think, bro. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. So this is a so this here is a paper, or can you see that? Uh, we can if we can kind yeah, of see it. We can't it. read the paper, but we could see we could see the screen though. Probably like. Let me uh actually make it big screen. Yeah, it's close to being able to read, but. Go ahead though. We don't need to probably read the paper. You could just bring yeah. it up and just let us know yeah. what it says. <laughs> it's yeah. all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries, no worries. All right. So this is from uh, Wilhelm Wynn, and this is in 1898. And he wrote. He's writing in this book, and he lists ten experiments that were done, you know, over the course of the last uh, century and his time that uh, that were done to prove the motion of the Earth through the cosmos, right? To prove the Copernican principle correct. And, you know, it's 10 failed experiments, right? So of the list was, um, what's it called? Uh, you know, Aries failure, all that stuff. So like, you know, like in modern times, we're told that Aries failure was a failure to detect the ether and it was a positive proof of the globe. No, it was a, everyone knew that it was a, what it meant, that it was a, that it was a failure to prove the motion of the earth. So, you know, it was a null result in that regard. Um, not, and it would falsify a stationary ether hypothesis, but it doesn't falsify a ether wind hypothesis hypothesis. So when you get into the, when you get into these, these ancient texts, when you get into these older, uh, these, these old, these old texts, um, you know, these historical texts, they all look at it through the, the, the old ether theories are usually through the lens of a stationary ether because, you know, they assume that the earth is moving through it. So they just assume that it was stationary. Right. So that's just kind of how they looked at it. So whenever they would try to try to explain, certain phenomenons, um, you know, the, their interpretation of it would fail in certain respects because they didn't have the, uh, the mechanics, uh, to explain it. And also, uh, it, it, it wouldn't match up with the, with the supposed motion of the earth, whatever their optic, you know, whatever their experiment was. So, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, null results for the motion of the earth. And then in 1887, Mickelson Morley came around and the, you know, this is on the list as well. They did their uh, optical experiment with their, with a right angle uh, interferometer, so just a light beam going like an L shape like this, just a split beam that goes you know perpendicular to uh, one another, and then it comes back, recombines, and then it creates an interference pattern. So this was supposed to detect the velocity of Earth as it travels through the, the cosmos. So what they did is they axially aligned it to the uh, one second here. I'll pull it up. It's kind of blurry. Sorry, man. It's just kind of blurry. Uh, I can't really see it. Like yeah. your screen is blurry. I don't know. Is it blurry to you, Josh, or no? Yeah, it's it's kind of blurry. But what what we really need is the information part. Uh, oh, you know, oh. so it's going to be hard for us to see his screen, like because because he's got just the way he has it set up. But it's all good. We don't really need to read the information. He could just tell us where to look it up. You know. Yeah. What I really want is that 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 deep information that he's going over you know just so I'm just, like I'm mickelson mori stuff like that or mickelson Mor sorry mickelson, mickelson morrison yeah <laughs> mickelson morrison <laughs> sorry those type of experiments we, we haven't better. really we haven't really got out gone over on our um on our podcast yet so um yeah yeah absolutely 
So yeah, I could see that definitely. I could definitely see that. That's way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I was just going over the reference material for for me to <laughs> to talk, and then I was going to pull up papers. But anyway, um, so it's uh, you're good. So uh, let's see here, Mickelson Morley. So they do their thing, right? They do their orbital velocity test. Now the uh, the thing with interferometry, uh, it it would it's producing interference patterns proportional to a velocity that it's detecting, right? So the way that they um, the way that you could the way that they ration that out is a proportional ratio with the speed of light uh, through the you know uh, using Maxwell's equations for the speed of induction, or uh, so that's where they come up with like the speed of c, right? So when they proportion that out, it actually matches velocities. So the velocity that they measured, or we're expecting a fringe shift pattern to correspond to thirty kilometers a second, which is sixty-six miles an hour, right? So they were looking for their their big heliocentric confirmation. And the numbers that they got, so this is like the curve that they expected, this dotted line here for the fringe, for or I mean, sorry, for the, for the amount of fringes in between. And they got just over like one fringe. So that would be about uh, like 5,000 to 6,000 kilometers a second. So their conclusion at the end of the paper is, you know, if the Earth is orbiting, then it's orbiting really, really slow. <laughs> So, which wouldn't you know, which wouldn't make would, sense with the seasons, the times, or any of that stuff. So no, the, it has have, to be sixty six thousand six hundred miles an hour for it to make sense for so, it to be orbiting, right? So it, it, under the under the paradigm that they were um, at, where they had assumed that the sun was ninety three million miles, because the way it works, it's called scale invariance because it's just based off of the sun's angular size, the sun and moon, because they're the same size, they have to come up with a story about why the sun is uh, super far. You know, so yeah. they were committed to 93 million, uh, and based off of that scale, um, they could technically re they could have technically readjusted the distance and everything to proportionally fit five kilometers a second, but they, you know, they couldn't do that. So, like hypothetically, they could have, uh, but yeah, they didn't do it. Um, you know, so they were way off in that regard. So they didn't know really what to do with that. So this was in 1887, and the, and they were just like, okay, we don't really know what to do. And there was a guy named Hendrik Lorentz, who was, who had a theory at the time he was, he was doing some experiments and he had a mathematical framework to, um, that was just like a kinematic theory, right. Um, about like his, uh, that his proposal to explaining why the, why there was a discrepancy in the pattern was length contraction. So he was the original length contractor. So when you get into relativity later on, a little bit later with Einstein and all that, um, you get length contraction and time dilation. Those are his big mechanisms for, uh, for how light changes, or yeah, how light changes and how um, how time and distance change basically to facilitate the change of light. So, um, but this was first proposed by Lorentz, and it was like, it was very ad hoc. You know, like nobody was super happy with it. Everyone was like, okay, cool. I guess we're length contracting now. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, and then Einstein came around with his uh, 1905 paper. And uh, and proposed like length contraction time dilation through all that, uh, and just removed the mechanism of the ether and said that it wasn't needed. So basically, what and to put that in like the simplest terms possible is if you think of like the old graphing like X Y Z coordinate system, a Cartesian coordinate system, he just added another axis to that coordinate system. So he just uh, so like X Y Z, he just added another axis to the Y. So it's just perpendicular to the X axis. Uh -huh. So. So and that's the time axis. So he just added time. So he just made a coordinate system to describe everything. And then he says, you can contract the time and the distance. So the X and the Y 
or I'm sorry, the X and the T, you can contract those to the speed of light. And then you can use the speed of light as a constant to measure everything out. Because the thing with kinematics is if you have two constants in a pericity, boy, you got yourself, you got yourself a scaling system that'll explain anything. So that's how, that's how uh, Newtonian uh, dynamics were, or yeah, that's how Newtonian dynamics works with uh, explaining orbits, right? So once they have the big G, right, from, uh, from your boy Cavendish and his balls in his shed, once they got that constant, they can use that to kinematically, uh, you know, express relationships in the sky. So they took that constant, applied it to the sun, they got the weight of the sun, right? And then once they have the weight of the sun, they can, they can take each individual planet and their orbit around the sun, they could take that time and uh, proportion it out. Uh, let me pull up the uh, one second. I'll pull up the equations that they use. Okay. To go with to go with what I'm talking about. So the big G, you're talking about gravity, right? So once they mm -hmm. put that, and okay. Yep. Yeah. So this equation here. So th this mass here. Okay. Yep. And then this little mass. The way that this equation works out is that the little mass cancels out. So the way that they'll and one second. It's okay. And the way that that works is they'll take the moon, they'll take um the sun, for example, right? And they'll 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 take Jupiter's orbital, you know, the time it takes for it to orbit. And they can cancel that out and get the centripetal force that would be required to to get that time, right? And that can that's backwards compatible. They just reverse engineer that to get the weight of Jupiter. So once they have, so once, so once they just, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be that it will scale proportionally because that's kinematically how the system works because it doesn't, it's just a measurement system. It's not, it's not a dynamic system for prediction. So, um, so what, so once they have, so once they have these individual weights, they can then look at Jupiter and then they can see Jupiter's moon orbiting, right? They can take, there's something that orbits, you know, that, that, that goes around it, right? Like what it is, who, what, how it works, who knows, right? But kinematically, you could take that orbital time once you have that and the weight of Jupiter. Guess what? You could just reverse engineer the weight of Jupiter's moon. And then you just made a prediction based on the weight of Jupiter's, you know, the weight of you know, like you go through this like mental process of like uh like confirming the weight of all these planets and stuff. So it's like Jupiter weighs this much, and because it's gas, it must, you know, therefore it must be this big. You know, it's like you go through this whole rigmarole, but it's all based on mathematics that cancel out and don't matter. And don't make any dynamic predictions. It's just a reverse engineer. So yeah, you can know, like I do water math at, at work and you can reverse the water math if you, you know what I mean? Like you could do that. So that's basically yeah. what they're doing with these, uh, with the planets, right? It's just like they're, uh, they're, they're reverse engineering it mathematically and then trying to make it make sense. Right. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And then, so once you have that, so they just can, they just further continued that because that wasn't good enough for them because they, these people are like, like they really, like they really, they're perfectionists, man. They really want that perfect uh, way to explain everything. And like, um, so anyway, they had to get um, a new framework introduced in and Einstein's framework was the perfect framework to do it because um, like I said, once you have a kinematic theory where you have, where you have that kind of freedom where you're just like, all right, boys, the mechanism is length contraction and time dilation. I'm doing a little wink here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, once you have the freedom to adjust the coordinate system to, to the, to meet the constants and you have the observation of the pericity of the event, like you're good. You can explain anything. You can, you can predict anything with that. And that's what they did. Um, so it was and, never and that, proven. That, that, 
That's how it that, works. Yeah. It's not proven. It's just, it's still theory. That's basically what you're saying. And, and they're using it, mathematics to, to prove their theory, but it's not proven though. No, absolutely. Because here's the thing, when you get into dynamic prediction, so there's a distinction between kinematics and dynamics. So kinematics are measurements, and then you can make predictions based off the measurements. You don't need mechanisms or forces or anything. You just need uh, constants and a and a and a and the uh, the the periodicity, the time of the event, right? And you could you could reverse engineer, figure out whatever you need to. Yeah. And with that system, um, you know that's cool. And then, so what you would do is you would you would take the forces that you think are involved based on that kinematic information and then you would start to make dynamic predictions where you would include the charge you know like the actual mass like all like you would start to include the factors that would actually be meaningful and then you would make predictions based off of that and they don't they don't do that <laughs> so like that's like a dead giveaway right there like <laughs> yeah. that it's not that that's not the case so when they get into when they get into orbital mechanics for like you know the moon landing and all that kind of stuff and satellite launches they 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 don't do um they don't do the relativistic stuff. They take a geocentric coordinate system and they do dynamic math. So they apply actual forces. So they use, um, I forget what it's called, but like all this, uh, they use Euler's force, some other centripetal, uh, like the fictitious stuff that they wouldn't normally account for. They account for it because they need a mechanism for the flow because this idea of like, we're going to ride a gravitational wave doesn't <laughs> exist in a meaningful way that they could make predictions off of. Yeah. So they have to include it as like a centripetal, you know, pseudo force where, you know, that, that it's acting on it. So th there's the distinction right there. And it's like, it's like, why do they do that? It's like, well, because in real application, when things matter, when lives are on the line, when, when appearances are that this is a real thing, you have to, you, you're going with dynamics all the way. And then that's where it gets into, oh, well, tell me more about dynamics. Well, dynamics starts with a stationary, like they call it the lab frame, which is a stationary non-rotating frame. And all the physics has to be backwards compatible covariant with that frame. So when you, when you start realizing that, like they're like, oh, well, the earth's turning and rotating, but it's maybe it's not, it's an inertial frame, but sometimes it's not. It's like, well, hold on a second. What's all of physics based off of again? You said the tell me more about this lab frame. So you know for a fact that there's no meaningful rotation in any way that interferes with anything because you're able to make dynamic predictions when you account for real forces based off of a stationary uh starting point. So we definitely know that the uh the correct way to interpret things is from a stationary non-rotating uh point. And, and and that that's in yeah. NASA documents as well, right? <laughs> that's like that's in their documents is that 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 they're 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 doing stuff on a, a non-rotating Earth basically as well, right? Yeah, that, well, that's in that's in all manuals uh, for flight manuals and stuff like that. That's in everything. Like they're yeah. you you just don't you don't account for what's not real when when things don't when lives are on the line. You know when it matters, you're not you're not like oh my god, how fast is the Earth rotating under me? Do I need to adjust the wheels <laughs> of the plane? Yeah. Nah, man, you're coming in at, a, at an adjusted angle and that's it. Yeah. Like, you know, you already have, you, you already have it calculated out your descent angle and that's, that's it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they're so, like, well, uh, well, what's happening is the, the, the plane is actually rotating with the earth, you know, that's, yeah. that's what they're trying. Oh, dude. So it's like, dude, it's... bro, how do you explain this dude? Like, like, like with the, with the plane going East when it's supposedly, you know, it's going a thousand miles an hour and the plane is, you know, couldn't the plane get to a destination faster going one way and then slower going the other way, but it's, it's not even, it's, it's, 
I don't know how they. How, how does a helicopter land on a perfect like like a pad like if it's going that fast? It's it's just I don't I don't understand it. Or how like, how can a helicopter can't just go up and and then like for twenty four hours and then you know just have the earth exactly? There you go. Exactly. That, that would be that's that would be a bit yeah like that would be a good way to explain. Whoa, it. Whoa, that's a good. That just blew my freaking mind right now, dude. You're like, well, I never thought of it like that. How come like that? Yeah, good. So, just wait 24 hours and it go all the way around. That's funny, dude. Good so one, they dude. tell us all that, right? And they're like, "Oh, conservation of momentum," or or they'll say that it just it just goes in lockstep with it, right? But those same people will say that snipers account for the Earth rotating under it, the Coriolis sni- effect, for, yeah, for sniper shots. And then obviously, um, Jaron reached out to that guy who set that 4.4 mile record, and mm-hmm. that guy was like, "Coriolis, who? Like, we don't account for that at all. Like, I didn't." account for that at all and then uh and then so so check this out if you if you were going to do a 4.4 mile shot and Coriolis was a real factor because like you know you're you're in the military right so like you know about efficiency and how important it is to you know you're min maxing right you got that mindset like i was in the army bro and they never (laughs) ever told me anything about Coriolis effect at all whatsoever i never heard it once and i'm not a sniper so don't get me wrong dude i'm not shooting for you know, a thousand meters, but we do shoot different weapons. So when you do shoot the 50 cal, you are shooting a thousand meter uh, shot. Didn't hear about Coriolis effect. So I know our normal range, we're doing 300 meters, which probably, you know, they probably don't need to, you know, you probably wouldn't need to count that much for those kind of shots, but we do do thousand uh, meters, which when we do um, with the 50 cal. So I didn't hear anything about Coriolis effect. Not once when I was in the military, just let you guys know at all when I shot. It's not in the manual at all. <laughs> yeah, dude. So um, it shouldn't uh, be like you said, Alan, yeah. it shouldn't be in the manual anyways, because the bullet should be rotating with the earth as the helicopter and the plane is supposedly doing right. I mean, if, if, if it was if it was a globe and it was doing what it's supposed to be doing, wouldn't the bullet do the same thing as the um, as the helicopter would do or the plane would do? You know what I mean? I don't understand why anybody would bring up Coriolis would- effect anyways. <laughs> You would think, but they already committed to the mythology. Yep, and they've already committed, made so bro. many. Mo- they've already seen so many movies. Like I remember that movie Sniper with Mark Wahlberg, and he was like, you know, and then we got to account for the Coriolis. And I was like, yeah, the old Coriolis, <laughs> the old Earth rotating. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it's like, don't like. I'm like, yes, that makes perfect sense, Mark. Uh, you know. <laughs> yep. Dude, I hope you get the bad guy. You know. Uh, <laughs> so um. So yeah, when, when that guy's like, okay, you don't account for that. But so let's say, um, let's say that is a factor though. Let's say that on a smaller scale than 4.4, you have, you would have to account for it. So on the, so on the 4.4 scale miles, you're definitely going to have to account for it. So the best way to do that would be to align the direction, uh, to be in alignment with, with the direction of the rotation or the, or opposite so that you, so that the adjustment would be going with it rather than trying to against it, uh, yeah. yeah rather than like shooting a target that's going to move into it that's not even in that direction why you know yeah because that's that's insane so dude, you could shoot a, t- a child bro on accident or you could shoot somebody that's like you know right, way off right. dude if you're trying to adjust for that yeah <laughs> right like like it's going to be thousands of miles in a different like because the flight time was like 24 seconds so it's going to be in a completely opposite direction at that yeah. time if that if that's true right so um so he didn't account for that at all and then so jaron asked him he followed up and was like hey which direction were you shooting, by the way? Because east-west would have been a good proof for the globe, or you, because at least you can pr- pretend you're accounting for it. You know, uh, he shot uh, what was it? Southwest. Wow. 
Yeah, he shot. Yeah, so it, it should be didn't didn't not didn't not a factor at all. And then and then for him to say like, yeah, it didn't account for it at all. He said that the equivalent of of trying to account for it would be like, um, would be like a really fat guy riding a bike and then getting uh thin thin inner tubes to like you know reduce the weight of the bike to get better <laughs> speeds. And it's like, is it gonna matter? Like, probably not, right? So. But they so act like, like it matters though. And, but they, and they, but, but they all, dude, you could watch YouTube videos right now of a dude shooting like less than a mile and he'll be like, all right, boys got to get that Coriolis in there. My dude, <laughs> my dude took, um, a civilian shooting from like some guy that was in the military. He runs like a course, um, a whole fancy thing. And, and he's telling, and these they're shooting like, you know, 300, hundred yards, stuff like that. And he's telling them about Coriolis and stuff. Dog. Oh, so, oh really? Yeah, yeah, so because yeah. I, I was it, talking, to, I, I was talking to my buddy about it because I was like, "Yo, bro," I was like, "What's the deal with this Coriolis thing?" Because uh, he was uh, telling me that he does, you know, he was getting into shooting and stuff. I was like, "Tell me about your boy Coriolis," and he was like, "Okay, well, funny thing, the the instructor says that we have these scopes that automatically adjust for it, and like, <laughs> it, and it's important to account for it." And I was like, "Oh shit, dude, that's what's <laughs> up. You got well, the these, Coriolis scope, and they're using scopes too, so you can hit 300 meters easy with the scope, man. That's no problem, you know. It's different than when you're shooting with just a, you know, with no scope at all, which we do in the armies. But anyways, dang. And um, my brother's uh, wife is actually uh, uh, she she does long range shooting and stuff. Uh, I'll have to ask him when he comes back on. I think he's he's uh looks like he's handling something. But man, oh yeah, that'd be very, good. Yeah, very interesting. Um, uh, also okay, so. Also, we need to take into account that 66,000 miles an hour is like 30 times faster than a bullet. A bullet actually moves at 1,800 miles an hour, you know, which is the fastest bullet moves at that. So we need to account for the fact that we think we're moving that fast, bro. Like people don't ever think of that, like 30 times faster than a bullet. The moon is supposedly orbiting us uh, faster than a bullet at 2,200 miles an hour, right? Um, all these different uh things all together and we're not feeling a thing but jason your wife is a long-range shooter isn't she uh yeah she shoots for competition not like not like miles you know like she's no, not no, like no. Mark, she's not like mark Wahlberg and sniper <laughs> she's like a fuck to the corialis well the reason why the reason why it's important you should probably ask her when you get a chance dude is because she's she's trained on a civilian side so I would be I'd be interested in seeing what they try to tell her about the Coriolis effect. You should ask her sometime. I don't think I, I'll talk to my well, my father-in-law. He's he's uh he'd probably he he wouldn't believe any of this stuff when I try to talk to him about because yeah. uh, one of my friends is all hey Jason believes in flat Earth, dude. Uh, what about what, what do you think of that? And my father-in-law is all ah, <laughs> Jason, you are so you're so crazy. And I said, well, prove it, <laughs> prove it. Well, I read this book and I've seen I've seen this stuff. I've seen this documentary. I read this book. I said, "Yeah, so have I." I was taught in school the same blah 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 bull crap that you were too. But every every twenty years, that stuff changes. And like, who knows what we're gonna believe in in forty, fifty years? Because it takes it only takes like one generation to start changing people's thoughts on it. And back back in the back in the like say like sixteen hundreds, you know, like people around, you know, they when when some when when someone started talking about. You know, oh, it could be this, it could be that. They're like, you're crazy because. Oh yeah, well, if you look at if you look at even when uh, Copernicus came out with that model, and 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 from a Christian point of view, uh, you know, John Calvin, um, Martin Luther, 
they 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 thought it was from the devil dude and it was crazy you know so just like we would think when someone tries it like some people think when people come out with the flat earth but yeah well, dude, because and, and, i go by the bible dude and, and i read in the bible like the creation of everything it doesn't mention planets it doesn't mention any of that stuff it doesn't mention it only mentions the the stuff that 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 it was made and if you think about it venus mars jupiter saturn these are all gods that are up in the sky they're all names of god so every time you look up and you give them your time and you keep saying their names and you and you keep you give them basically your, your and you're actually putting them out there for everybody to be they're recognizable to them they that's you're still worshiping the same gods and and who knows who knows how this stuff got like put down on people to make them believe this stuff like maybe maybe these mathematical terms maybe it's like a maybe it's like a spell they put over you they they, they say it so many times and like people are like oh that's so astronomical to think of i look at it this way i've seen the i've seen stuff like they like nasa tries to put like oh we we sent a rover to mars and stuff it's like dude you guys can't even go to the moon anymore okay so <laughs> How are you sending stuff? The technology is lost right now because we can't. How come no one's ever been in the moon again? How come I, we don't see it every day and all the time? They should be celebrating. We should be already having a, a a colony up there because that's what they that's what the movies will tell you. I think but, the worst wrote it. Like the worst that I saw was definitely India landing on the moon. I think Alan, what do you think, bro? That was like the worst. Yeah, third, ever yeah, 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 they're like a third world. That country, was the dude. worst, dude. Like Atari graphics I've ever seen in my life, bro. It was bad dude even like, the the guy had his flags bro even the <laughs> even the guy that, that that's the prime minister dude i could see it in his face like what so, are we doing dude with this flag he was like he was like thanks federal reserve who spent the money yeah who spent <laughs> exactly, the money on Alan. this one who oh, who yeah. directed this crap it was yeah. bad bro it was so bad that i i had to show it to my globe friends and they were like well dude that's not them actually landing on the moon that's a, a projection of what it would look like. Like, who's filming that? I'm like, exactly who's filming that, bro? But, dude, look how bad it is. Like, oh, it's, it's not. that's not them landing on the moon. I'm like, that. they're acting like it is. Look at it touched down and the whole building is going crazy. Like, we landed. They're like, dude, dude. it was it was terrible, dude. If And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, look it up, dude. India landed on the moon just recently. You should be able to see it. Because I could take a telescope and look and see every like little craters on the moon, all that stuff. So you should be able to see, nah. you know, what so, they did so, is what they're trying to do now because we have such good uh, like you know telescopes or is they're saying they're landing on the other side of the moon so nobody can ever see it. So, oh, because yeah, it's how so come we can never see the other side of the moon I, if, if <laughs> everything is always in rotation? Like I look at this, I plant, I like I said, I have I grow plants in my backyard, and every every winter. The sun changes it, its position. So it'll get in the summer, it'll get sun all through my backyard. But during the wintertime, it moves and all the stuff that that's that's that used to get sun is now in shade. And I'm like, that's if 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 it's a rotating and it's it's in a fixed position, how is it moving like that? And it's actually getting in the wintertime. I think it's closer to this. It's closer to us. or I think it is. The sun's closer to us. I don't know what they say. Yeah. But. That's what Dave Weiss was saying. Like I, I'd have to do the research myself, but, he said, but it's yeah, just, the- it's just crazy. But I was like, I could, if you see videos of the sun, like going down, like the horizon, you can see clouds behind it. It's like, how, how, how is that? Like, Oh, it's perception. It's like, yes, it is perception. So you would tell me that you're telling me that God, God put 
it said what he did and, and and you know he says what he means and he means what he says and if you read the bible it does it, it really in the beginning it just tells you here's the important stuff this is what i did and if there's other life on other planets then jesus died for you know some green alien that comes down some gray big old eye mm-hmm. it doesn't say he died for that it basically says he, he died for our sins our sins so yeah. What 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 is where does it mention? Oh, these aliens come down and they star people. You know they. It's in every that that story's in every uh, every uh, every civilization from the beginning of time. That that same story. So just like sounds like Genesis six to me, and and yeah. they take it out of like oh you know they they. Uh, it's it's yeah. just it's just like their way of of telling a story. It's like no nah, man, this they, they really believe that stuff. So why why do they have the Nazca lines? Why do they have like the huge uh, things like that? Where does that stuff, why would they do that? Because you can't see that stuff from the ground, but you can see it from high up in, in, in the air. So if if so, this is the case and aliens are real, then that would disprove God. Then. And that, that's what they try to do with every little situation of of the globe, of, of evolution and anything. They just try to disprove that God exists. And the, the way that if they could complete that, you have a big apostasy and that's what's going on today. Like, this is why you got like this, this nation is this, this whole world is just like, you know, in terms yeah, everybody sees it. Yeah. They just take Genesis and they put it into blender, but Alan, keep going, bro. For with some more of the stuff that you have, we're, we're coming up on an hour. Yeah, you're good. Uh, let's see here. So the kinematic coordinate system, you know, once you have once you have people convinced to, to to adopt the philosophy that the speed of light is the same, so you got your your necessary constant for your measuring stick, and then you can contract the rest of the coordinate system proportionally. You can then explain any observation or event or phenomenon within that within that framework because it it has unlimited capability, right? So that was the whole thing with getting people to adopt it because um, when you when you pull when you read the paper, uh, Einstein provides no citations. Or how he came up with any of this, you know, he, he you know, he just it uh, the framework itself adheres to something called Lorentz symmetry, so it, it doesn't adhere to Einstein's symmetry. It's literally Lorentz's framework that he just stole and then acted like he never. He's like, oh, I never heard of Lorentz. He actually <laughs> says stuff like that, like, oh, I, I I came up with this on my own, and it's like, buddy, it's lorenz symmetry like let's let's not play games anymore you know like we're grown adults now you're gonna look me in the eye and tell me einstein came up with something and then called it lorenz symmetry but then didn't cite the man okay (laughs) so it's like you know just like little stuff like that right you know so but this framework was so important to them because of that capability right and then in 1915 um they the general theory was expanded upon and what that did um was expanded the co- the covariant relationship. So, like I was saying earlier, um, you got to be you got to be covariant with the lab frame. So every all of physics, you know, goes back to that stationary, non-rotating uh, uh, framework, right? So you got to be covariant with that. So they they had to change. They were changing the laws of physics to be um, covariant with the Lorentz transformation. So like this this they like call it the uh, the Lorentz transformation, it's a, the, the little Y, it's a, a gamma symbol. So that's the, that's the contraction for time dilation and uh, length contraction. So that's how they contract the coordinate system through that mechanism. And, you know, that people were starting to like see through that, right? So with the general theory, they expanded uh, covariance through the principle of covariance. 
do any coordinate system transformation. So then they could, so using uh, gravitational effects, they could explain anything, rotation, acceleration, you name it. They could contract it and dilate it. And that was the, and that was it. And so they took uh, Newtonian, they took the, the concept of mass attracting mass and they turned it into a mathematical field. So they just have these different vectors of, uh, of like density potential, right? And, and that's, that's all that's they did. Proving, they just, that's supposedly proving the mass, you know, that's basically yeah, supposedly yeah, they, proving the orbits because yeah, mass attracts mass and they place, yeah, place it in a mathematical it, equation. Yeah. They say that that field now, they turn that mass attracting mass into a field that distorts space time around it. The, the X, Y, and, and the coordinate and the, the space time is the X, is the X, Y, Z, T coordinate system. So it distorts T and X when they, when they talk about space time curvature, and like they want you fascinated with this idea. Like they'll often be like, "Here's a sheet of paper, and the, the fastest way to travel between A and B is to fold space time." Like there's yeah. no space time; it's a coordinate system. So it's just <laughs> it's just T and X are just contracting on a piece of paper. That's just that's all it is. It's just <laughs> mathematics. It's, a, it's abstract mathematics that they want you to adopt as like a, an actual framework as a real mechanism for things, and um, that just and, isn't the case. And see, see, using all that math, like. I, right now, I, I'm horrible at math. I can barely read a tape measure right now, dude. So, <laughs> when 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 you say all that stuff, me being as a as someone that that's you know on the fence of being you know believing or not, I'd be like, oh, the math sounds right. That sounds, dude. That sounds really right, man. Because you know what? I'm not gonna try to figure that out. I'm not gonna be like, well, the x coordinate meets with the y coordinate, and then it's like, well, dude, we start putting did. letters into the numbers, bro. I don't. I just, hey, I'm done. Subtraction, addition, and multiplication, division. That's about as far as I get, dude. I'm business <laughs> math is the highest I can do. Balancing my checkbook. That's <laughs> that's all I can do. I can't well, go any 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 algebra or here's the thing. trigonometry. They make they make it so know. if you if you were able to do the math, the math would work. But 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 taking that and putting it in the actual, you know, like in, in a real oh, real life scenario wouldn't wouldn't doesn't doesn't work. It's yeah, a, but you can't measure. How, how do you measure the Earth? If if you're if if you're like are you just you're just becoming a scale size like you have, don't have a tape measure and just measure the Earth all the way around like oh this is how it's got to be and and like if you look at a map Russia is bigger than Africa and Africa and Greenland's bigger than but it's like yeah. dude you're you're you look at it like oh that must be that that must be right it's like dude it's not right because Africa is way bigger than yeah. than uh, Russia and Asia it's like you. It's 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 weird how they, they. It's easy to trick people when when you just go when some teachers ask you going, see this, this is the globe. See this now. Listen and get your A's and your B's now and shut up. Don't ask questions and you just learn. And we're gonna indoctrinate you and make sure that you understand that this is what we want you to learn. And then it's like, okay, well that must be true because I'm not a teacher and I don't want to. I'm trusting this person to teach me what's truth. And you know they're still talking about how. How Columbus came over here and it was just a peaceful thing with within it's like, dude, your your history is way messed up, bro. Yep. And it's like, oh, we we the Indians were 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 savages. They didn't know it. No, dude, your your history is our garbled up, bro. Like we're 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 being taught some stuff that's not even right. And then and it's easy to do that because people just want to they just want to ignorance is bliss, they just want to get through it. Get through their day and then go home and play their toys so they can. That's all it is. Yeah, it's, it's okay, good. Go ahead, Alan. Absolutely. So, so to kind of try and break down the math to just re to visually represent it for you, because like a lot of people have this struggle, and, and I had the same thing too. 
so my my experience with math is very limited to my i check out at algebra as well so uh uh that's my you know uh experience with it so to kind of just show you what what they're talking about right so a coordinate system right is just xyz like a graph like so if you're just plotting something out so if you want to know the like say the distance between something right here at this point at one at a negative one or at one one and then at fourth uh at four four and then you could you could go like okay there's three tiles of you you know there's three tiles between here like or you know that kind of thing so you can draw a relationship between things so it's just that's all they did um they just took that concept that coordinate system and they just added another axis to it so typically you'll see a cartesian coordinate system as x y uh, z one second so it gives uh there's three so it gives three dimensions here so you have uh you know depth height and length right so all they did here is they just have a they have x which they say is the direction of motion so when they talk about a velocity or something moving or a vector it's going in the x direction and when they uh, talk about time they just added a an axis perpendicular to that x-axis meaning so you see how that y-axis is right there mm -hmm. just imagine that there's also a t there just that's just that's time that's same position right Okay. So that's all they did. And then um, Minkowski's contribution to uh, space-time, which I think is a really nice way to represent it, is these, um, is you, you take that X, Y, Z, T coordinate system, right? So you take your X here and you got your time here, and then you have these lines that are uh, a hyperbola contraction, right? So what this is representing is, is the faster you move in a direction X, the more time and space contract. So this is the this is a proportional amount of contraction. So as long as an event um, doesn't violate causality, meaning like it doesn't, it's not like a grandfather paradox, or, or as long as it takes place within the coordinate system and it doesn't exceed the speed of light and it's not slower than the speed of light, um, you you will get a successful transformation. So to just kind of represent that, you know, just the faster something's moving, the more it experiences contraction and dial and time dilation in the in the they just express that through the coordinate system if that, if that if that helps you visualize it and break it down. it does yeah my brother took off because he has a, a football game but i i'm oh. i'm into this bro it's all right it, i it helped oh, me yeah. it helps yeah, me yeah, bro no, and it, it yeah, should no help worries. my audience and if you guys are listening on audio uh you guys can go to youtube uh, josh monday music and podcast and you can check this out visually so you can kind of see it. it it helps out definitely but yeah I, absolutely I'm, and I'll I'll uh, I'll send you an email to some references that people can watch for some videos that, for sure. that break down like the um when you see it visually because there's some really excellent videos that that help you see the abstract mathematics for what it is and you're like oh that's what they're doing because yeah. like this light cone thing made no sense to me and then I saw a video on it and I was like oh that's actually brilliant <laughs> like how they now now that i know what it is i'm like oh okay the faster you move the more it contracts and okay got it like that's it <laughs> yeah yeah it looks very confusing and intimidating but it's like it's it's pretty pretty straightforward once you once you get a handle on it because they, and i think part of the mystique about the whole thing is like they want it to be overcomplicated. they want the barrier to entry to be so that you of have course. to defer to somebody else to get your to get the explanation because no one's going to tell you that hey you can just cancel out that mass and reverse engineer the pericity and get a get the whatever force it would be required, and that would also be equivalent to the mass, which isn't required at all. And then you could just say that you did it. No yeah. one's gonna explain that that does the math because they've, you know, 
most people don't see it that way or they have like an attachment to it and they think it's like physically meaningful. So they're not yeah, going to analyze. So they're not going to analyze. They taught it that you this. Way. They taught you this at a certain point of your life where you're not going to question it, and then you're just going to accept it. And then when you go to college, you've already accepted that fact. So now they could just indoctrinate you with more stuff, and uh, you're going to you're going to believe everything on stacked on top of that. So by the time you do, like I would say, read the Bible or do certain things, then you know, like when you talk about flat Earth, you've had all so much stuff stacked on top of it that it's hard to break through that barrier. You know block walls that have been built you know so it's tough yeah. so all right so let me ask you this bro so you, you've done the you've, you've done the research on that so do you believe in uh you know like the big bang theory or evolution have you gone down those two uh rabbit holes yet oh yeah dude there's no big like yeah the big bang's ridiculous dude okay. there's, there's none of that there's actually what's funny about the big bang is i didn't know this until recently when i was looking into some redshift stuff there's um when people say the big bang theory there's actually like seven different big bang models that are used to explain different events most people just think that there's one big bang but there's actually different iterations of it because it's so ridiculous that it requires different interpretations depending on who you need to convince and their level of education <laughs> because they're not going to accept certain uh levels of nonsense to it like so there has to be different <laughs> stipulations so they literally change uh they like yeah have different different uh interpretations of it so it's like that's not viable at all no um yeah the, the big bang was a big but was a bummer because i used to be super into black holes and like singularities was a whole thing with those and that's like where the big bang you know would have came from or whatever right so realizing <laughs> that was not real was a was, was a bummer man because black holes were cool but uh yeah and then it was what was the other question evolution um, evolution yeah dude dude so evolution was super easy to give up because i always thought that that was kind of retarded <laughs> and yeah yeah and uh, actually i don't know if you got a chance to catch it but um bennett was on uh this guy robert bennett was on what's it's in the field thing and he did a uh a section on evolution and it's really funny so they used to say that th that you know there's this junk dna and all this stuff well the junk it turns out the junk dna is metacode to tell the DNA how to adapt to certain situations when, when it needs to. So there's no such thing as like junk DNA. They just told us that for years. And then like, now they're retroactively like, it's actually meadow code and there's a purpose for it. And we're, you know, we just lied, but we're also still telling you the truth. And then there was a really funny rhetoric for evolution. That I thought was hilarious because based junk, on junk DNA yeah. would be like, uh, like human to chimp. Is that what you're talking about? Where there's, like where they if you actually lay it out i don't know if this is what it is i'm probably i didn't get to see the thing but i know yeah, if they actually like, lay out like like chimp dna to actual human dna they're only going off for of the ones that match but there is a lot that does that that's the same right i i heard or something or i don't know i don't yeah, know maybe i'm yeah there, there's there's something to that as well i'm not super familiar with the whole thing yeah but yeah, but yeah, what yeah. was really funny was um i think it was the uh what was it the chromosomes that they share or whatever and like yeah. the fern has the most it's like 216 so according to evolution the the fern should be the most advanced sophisticated organism and <laughs> like it should be running everything you know because it's way more advanced than we are and like the chimps still advanced so like according to evolution like you know they evolved from us not we evolved from them because <laughs> they, they actually have 48 so they're a little higher than us. So it's uh. just, it's, you know, like it's, it's so backwards when you think about it. And then you get into, um, 
like the the idea of like oh yeah you're just developing the mechanisms to digest food which you which you don't already have a mechanism for and don't require but you're somehow sexually selecting for to to develop a mechanism for to solve a problem you don't yet have it's like <laughs> okay man like let's 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 just tap out of this so yeah that was a real easy one to get out of because that's retarded i mean you can just yeah there's no yeah so you're on that definitely on the same page on that so now i mean with this is a christian podcast you know so i, I know I, I did ask you the question you said you're not christian now at this point you do believe in a creator though is 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 that is that where you're at or where you're at with that yeah so coming to the realization like i said starting off uh from the atheist aspect and you know being super into science and all that um and then real and like not have you know like this place has no purpose we're an accident you know we're a small speck of dust in the cosmos we're have we're in the goldilocks zone you know thank thank god who doesn't exist thank the sun i guess you know it's like that was like my mindset right uh that we just happened to exist here and like you know was super depressed and bummed out about all that and then coming to this realization that you know this place has a purpose that we're the center of creation that's it's undeniable right so it's like it's like you, you can't really accept that and then be like well it's still just happenstance you know like obviously there's intention here so like as far as like what the creator is, what the name for it is, how it works and how all that is, I have no idea, but I know for a fact that there's that everyone here is here for a purpose. We're all going through something. We're all here to experience spiritual growth in some way. I look at this place as like some sort of battleground. Like we go here to go through things to help, you know, spiritual growth in another, you know, in the in the other dimension that we go to when we die. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whatever whatever that phase is of existence and in there. You know, I, like, I don't know, we, we reflect on what we did down here. Like, I don't know Then we, we uh, you know, our, our friends, the pe- people that we have connections with, because I think when we come down here, we have, um, you know, the people that are in our immediate lives, because, you know, everyone else is basically NPCs relative to the people that we know in our lives, right? So like, we're all in like small bubbles in our own, but like, but not that people are NPCs, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, like yeah, you only know like these people that you, are you know the people that you're supposed to know while you're here. You know what yeah. I'm you know what I'm saying? Like you're not I supposed to know Johnny Depp or like you know of him, but you don't <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not part of your journey here. So like you know the people in your vicinity or what you know. So you're supposed to be here for those people and those interactions and that you're supposed to deal with that stuff and and uh and and, and, and yeah, like that that's that's the way I think it works. So when you when you die, you go up or whatever and you reflect back on that kind of stuff and if those people need to come back and do their spiritual growth things. Like you might come back and help them or okay. like, you know, like, and that's where you get into like the guardian angel kind of aspect. Cause there's always the stories of like, people feel like the uh, family members watching over them and stuff like that. And I've had personal experiences like that. My mom has um, my sister, especially. Um, so it's like, it's, it's undeniable to me that, that, um, that, pe- that, that the, the resonant form of people that you knew when you were here come back to like look over you in a way in a, in such a way that their resonant energy you you is familiar to you and you recognize them as like oh this is this is this is grandpa so you know you know what i mean yeah yeah i think i think you're close man you're close so um and and i'm not saying i'm not going to try to bible thump you or anything like that but they're you know if you uh i like the fact that when i dig into the word of god it um it does line up with uh the earth being flat and and that kind of stuff it, it, like it 
it didn't it didn't dry, it didn't make me a christian by the flat earth but it does it does actually bring some people to the bible and to god and, and open to that but i think that you're i think you're on a good journey bro i think you're doing amazing things out there with um with debunking science which which i think science is something that's massively pushing people away from becoming christian you know um so i think it's i think it's awesome i think you're doing a great job out there bro definitely keep going and and i pray you know that that you you do accept jesus at some time you know i know that you're you're on a journey and and at some point i think you'll you'll get there you know but yeah but anyways yeah yeah you're doing good though bro man i love what you're doing out there and um if you could uh i think i think this is a pretty good ending to the show um um did, what about oh let me ask you real quick the firmament do you believe in the firmament being solid or do you just believe it being an ether what do you believe about the firmament before we get up yeah so i kind of went back and forth on the solidity of it um and, and ha- or it could be like a different like a so as as the as the temperature differential changes up there as it goes up like the a different modality of the ether would have would uh would take place so there's different so it wouldn't necessarily be a a physical container in the sense that it's you know a physical container but it's a pressure differential from a mechanism that uh has a different form at a certain altitude so it, in a sense yeah it's like i like, like who knows right because it's like is the is the structure because you got to think too i don't even think that they that it's that high right because a lot of people think that the dome like you, you have this image of like a dome dome like you know, like a real pronounced dome i think it might be like a slight curve like over a long just like you know like like it's yeah. it's it's hard to say because we don't know the actual dimensions of this place yeah and it's like and it's like is is like we know it's bigger right but it's like how much bigger and yeah. it's like is there and then people get into like is it infinite does it go on forever is there another sun it's like i don't know yeah. about all that but i know at least within this dimensions of this place it's way bigger yeah and it's like hard to say like the the dimensions of of what a firmament would look like and all that so um uh yeah like i'm 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 open to it you know, like obviously but like how it works is the mechanism and all that like i think there's there's room for different uh ways to ways to look at it i think yeah especially so, with uh with plasma and stuff you could get into different different uh things like superfluids and stuff like that like different density layers because it, it can't be that it's an expanding nothing right like that's that's obviously off the table so yeah. it has to go into it has to transition into a different medium or a container uh at some point and it's like at what elevation does that happen and by what mechanism is like what's in question yes definitely well dude i think this is an amazing show bro i i appreciate you coming on and uh i thank you um i think you did a great job on breaking some of this stuff down uh from a from an intelligent perspective and um like i said man i like what you're doing bro so keep it up um and um shout out your youtube shout out your 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 uh your twitter and everything or anything you would like anybody to follow before we get off and 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 definitely do that and i appreciate you coming on but but go ahead and shout that out and i'll end it in prayer yeah awesome okay uh space at space underscore audits is my youtube channel you can uh check it out there i do uh that's where that's where that's where all the works at lately i've been focusing on on ether um because it, it seems that that's that's the that's what they've hidden right that there's a interconnected mechanism for everything and then like looking into the philosophical implications of that it's like it turns out all of the ancient civilizations that were also flat earthers also believe that there was that everything was interconnected you know to the cosmos like like you know working like you know how they tell us like like oh there's little bits of stardust in us and it's like well that's retarded but there is an interconnectedness 
you know, and that's what they're measuring with the light and all that. So it's like that that's what they've taken from us. They've taken that connection that we have that everyone knew about inherently. And like, I think that's super important to bring back. So I'm think like, you know, I'm I've been looking into that. So you can follow the follow the progression of research on that as I'm going over the historicity of it, man. Yes. And also if you're a Christian, I mean it's it's good to if you listen to to Alan on certain things, because it'll prove that the earth is fixed and immovable. It'll also prove uh, certain things that, that the Bible is actually speaking about. So I love that, man. And also, as we know, the Big Bang Theory is out the window. Evolution Theory is out the window. You know that there's a creator. So, you know, once you start getting into the Bible and digging into that, it's easier to accept uh, that instead of having this big block wall being built between you and, and the Bible, you know, so... But thank you, bro, for everything you do, man. I really appreciate what you're doing. And and I'm going to pray for you too, man, when I get off the air, uh, you know, that you, you know, start getting into the Bible a little bit, finding out that it is actually proving exactly what you're researching. And, uh, you know, and it's, and it's even as it, it is as the document as old as it is, it actually, it, it never changes, but you know, science changes like underwear. So we'll go ahead yeah. and end this in prayer, man. So father God, in the name of Jesus, we appreciate everything you do. Uh, I just want to pray for Alan, you know, that you put a, a legion of angels around him. He's is exposing science and exposing some of the evil that, that people are trying to portray to the public. Uh, you know, just pray that you protect him. Uh, I just want to pray for anybody that's listening that needs prayer right now. Uh, any chains that need to be broken, you know, spiritually, uh, we know that this is a spiritual battle. Um, and, you know, uh, Alan was talking about angels, you know, like I said, just please have some angels protecting him and, and his family. And, uh, you know, he's exposing some stuff that the government doesn't like, that science doesn't like, and you know how, how they are, Lord. So thank you very much for everything you do for us. And we love your word and we appreciate your word, Lord. And thank you for everything you do in Jesus name. Amen. All right, Alan, thank you, brother. And, uh, you have a blessed day today. You know, we appreciate everything you do. Everybody that's listening, uh, please subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to Alan's YouTube as well. And, um, also if you could leave a five-star review and, uh, also leave a five-star review on Spotify, we appreciate it. And, and also, uh, subscribe to his YouTube. And, and if he has anything audio, please give him a five-star review as well. Thank you guys. And God bless you.